music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, he's known as the Hillbilly Hercules. You've probably heard his country hits like You've Got to Stand for Something, Ain't Nothing Wrong with the Radio, and the patriotic hit Where the Stars and Stripes and the Eagles Fly. But today you'll get to know Aaron Tippin, the guy behind the music, and you'll find out that Aaron is also a bodybuilder, airline pilot, winemaker, and he'll tell you about his kamikaze bus driver in Korea where he's returned from entertaining the troops. Today we've got Aaron Tippin, yeah, country music tradition, talking about the common man mission on our show. Welcome to the show, Aaron. <laughs> I've never had an introduction like that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to be the first. Ow. We're happy to have you on the show today. Okay, so let's go back. You started out as a songwriter, and you've always written about the common man celebrating the average Joe. So when did you realize you could translate your experiences into a good song that resonates with people? You know, I'm a late bloomer, girl, so I really didn't know. You know, I grew up at the airport. I soloed on my 16th birthday. Wow. By the time I was 18, I was multi-engine commercial estimate rated, making a living as a pilot. Okay. I'm also a helicopter pilot, and I'm also a certified aircraft mechanic, so... I'm meant to be in aviation. <laughs> right. Sure sounds like it. God threw me a bone. That's all I can say. And, you know, uh, uh, the energy crunch of the late 70s kind of turned off my, my aviation career. And, and okay. I started saying, hey, what do I like to do next best? You know, play a little guitar and sing. So I just went to the hockey talks and started singing and picking. And next thing you know, I headed to Nashville. And I was on a show called You Can Be a Star. Okay. And I didn't do too well at that. But it encouraged me enough. G.C. Riley said, Aaron, you got a unique sound. You ought to come try to be in the business. And so went to Nashville and couldn't get arrested. And so I started writing songs. Okay. And finally, you know, RCA picked me up and listened to my songs, really, to try to pitch my songs. And one of the A&R folks said, wow, that's hillbilly. Let's, let's talk to him. So there you mm-hmm. have now you, that's the beginning, middle, and end right there, right? Okay. Oh, thanks, girl. Appreciate it. I'll see you later, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is it in a nutshell, girl. Uh-huh. Well, now your voice has been compared to Hank Williams. So where did you perfect that gravelly throat in the, the country slide? I cannot lie. Hank Senior was one of my biggest influences. Jimmy okay. Rogers, Ernest Tubbs, you know, those guys were the guys that, molded who Aaron Tippin was. You know, I got turned on to country music by Hank Williams Sr. Greatest Hits. Okay. So I was a teenager headed for rock and roll like every other teenager in my high school and a buddy of mine's dad had a had an eight track tape of Hank Williams Sr. Greatest Hits that turned my world around. Okay. okay. So that was kind of a defining moment for you then. It really was. And every time I see that gentleman I always tell him he's the one that really started me out in my interest in country music was that one take. Did you sing along with the A-track when you'd play it? Absolutely. Okay, okay. At first, I was kind of making fun of it. It was, you know, that corny old country stuff. But then I began to realize that what Hank Williams was saying was absolutely great, simple songwriting. And Uh boy, it went so deep and golly bum, how could he ever say something so great, so simple? Mm -hmm. I was was stunned and amazed. So he influenced both your vocal styling and your writing, too. Absolutely. Okay. I just realized it's not about being complicated. It's not about writing riddles. It's about making somebody feel something. And Mm -hmm. the words you use to do that. Uh, they're not, they don't always exactly rhyme, and they, but it's knowing how to touch somebody. If you listen to any Aaron Tippin song that I've written, 
of course, to, they have to uh, be a part of me. But okay. also, and more important than me, is the fact that it needs to make the listener go, oh, that's me, and that's where yep. we connect. Mm-hmm. So it's a part of you and a part of the listener. Absolutely. That's what brings us together. Now, I think the hardest thing to do is to write a simple song. How do you get to the very nugget of the truth and the very simple? I think it's more evaluating than it is writing. I think I had a great friend, uh, Donnie Keyes, written several hits in Nashville. He said one thing that I thought was just outstanding. He said, you don't become a better writer, you become a better editor. Okay. And you learn what not to write. And that's what I think makes you a great songwriter. A very good tip. Uh-huh. So now, when you write a song, do you go through multiple edits before you feel like it's done? Or are you to the point now where you can write and it comes out the way you want it to be? Oh, no. No, I'm constantly... Another, here's another. Jimmy Payne is uh, a great songwriter in Nashville. In my early days, I got to write with him. He wrote uh, several hits. Uh, Gary Puckett and Union Gap. He wrote that. Mm-hmm. He wrote all kinds of hits for the Glacier Brothers, and he was a great influence on me. Jimmy always said, write songs are rewritten, not okay. written. Okay. Well, right now here on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're talking with country artist Aaron Tippin. How long does it take for you when you start writing a song to when you actually record it, you feel like it's done? Oh, goodness. I still got songs five, six years old. I have not okay. finished. But we wrote Ain't It Wrong the Radio. I mean, Kiss This. We wrote Kiss This in 45 minutes. Okay. You never know. Yeah. So sometimes they come out edited. (laughs) 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 That makes it a lot easier, I think. Here's an example of that. That song came out of a little argument between me and my wife, Thea. Okay. Well, we probably could have wrote the song about the argument between me and my wife and the story of how she told me to kiss this. But it wasn't as interesting as the idea of some lady saying that to some guy. So that made a better song than Uh exactly how it happened in my life. You know, so that would be editing. And that would be more relatable to the listener. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's more important to me that the listener gets something out of it. Right. Okay. Now, RCA offered you a deal, and that produced numerous hit albums. Then you were on Lyric Street, and now you have your own label, Nip It Records. So now, how do you approach things differently with your own label versus how you approach them when you were on a major? Well, you know, uh, it's just a lot less pressure. Uh, even the same guys that I played with when we go to the studio and I played my days and making records for RCA and making records for Lyric Street. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest, there's nobody breathing down your neck for particular circumstances that must be in this album. Right. It's about all the guys that I've known for 20 years getting in there together and saying, hey, boys, let's make this as great as we can. Here's what we have. Nobody, no pressure. We work on this until it's right. That's got to be really freeing. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's, it's a yoke pulled off of you. Can't believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, did you ever find yourself having to record uh, songs for your albums when you were on a major that some other songwriter had written as a favor to somebody or, uh, you know, somebody did you a favor, then you have to return the favor by recording this song? <laughs> well, I don't know. One song that I, that I did not want to record and I was lucky, girls. You know, all my hits, I, I wrote them. Okay. So I'm, I'm just the lucky guy. But, but there were a few that I recorded because the label thought I should, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I can think of one time they were right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be, that's as close as I'm getting loving you. They I thought that was a hit. Okay. I did not think that was a hit, but it, it was a big record at, at radio. It's the number one record, so I guess I was wrong there. You were wrong I on that one. other ones that I was coerced into, into writing, and they didn't do quite so well. You know, that, that uh-huh. might have 
yeah. would have been made up. And probably because if you didn't feel it, it would be hard to translate it to, I would think. Maybe so. You know, you'd be, you could be exactly right. Now, talk about the patriotic hit that you recorded and released after 9-11, where the Stars and Stripes and the Eagles fly. So when did you write that, and how did that come about? You know, actually, girls, I wrote that song two years before, before the attack. Okay. So um, every album, I try to put something patriotic on there. And, you know, at that time, uh, folks at the label just didn't, uh, they didn't want to do something patriotic. So it, that song kind of uh, just laid in catalog. And, and when that event happened, it was, it was kind of what I wanted to say to America. Mm-hmm. And uh, the folks at Larry Street hats off to them. They decided we were going to do a, a benefit um, uh, single for uh, the families of the victims of the terrorist tragedy. And so they asked me to go in and re-record one of my old songs. Okay. And I remember this one and asked permission to cut this song. And uh, so I did. And, and it, it turned out to be exactly what I wanted to say to America. Wow. Because, you know, there were a lot of songs about 9-11. But you know what? I didn't want to talk about a sad event where, you know, my country had been sucker punched. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to talk about who we are as a people. Right. And, you know, and, and I, the American people, we don't stick together very often. But when it really hits the fan, that's when we are the greatest. That's exactly. You know, we, we have the greatest ability to grab ourselves by the bootstraps, jerk ourselves up, and get back to all living free. And, and that's, that's what that song is about. It tells who Americans are. Mm-hmm. About rallying together. Absolutely. Well, you've been listening to Aaron Tippin, country singer-songwriter with a string of hits, including Kiss This and There Ain't Nothing Wrong with the Radio. More with Aaron Tippin, including What Mistake You Don't Want to Make in the Studio, His Winemaking, and A Crazy Bus Driver in Korea. So keep it right here. You're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show. But first, Kiss This by Aaron Tippin. She was a woman on a mission here to drown him and forget him. So I set her up again to wash him down And she had just about succeeded When that low down no good cheek Good for nothing came strutting through the crowd All he was leaning on so thick He never missed a lick Professing his never-ending love Oh, but I never will forget When she stood up and said So I guess you think we're just gonna kiss and make up, don't you? That's what she said. Why don't you kiss? Hey, kiss. 